157 to go. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah. Wow. Well, it is not the uh, exciting Sunday postgame show we wanted for the first time in our six-week existence. This game is not coming down to the wire. Unfortunately, the Browns down by 21 points, I believe, at last check to the Patriots alongside Adam the Bull, Jeff Lloyd, and G. Bush. It is McNuggets here with a uh, sad and depressing Sunday afternoon of watching football. Mike, I, I, I'm sorry. I got to jump in. G. I know you want to. I know everybody wants to jump. But I got to jump in here because I have been the defender of the Browns the last few weeks more than anybody else. When everybody else has been ripping them and going crazy and going nuts, I have defended this team again and again and again. I stupidly said I would buy a Baker Mayfield Panthers jersey like an idiot when I guaranteed a Browns win, and they were freaking. I want to say a different word with an F. But unfortunately, we can't do that. They were beyond pathetic today, okay? And I'm not someone, I, I, you know, in the past, I've always been like, fire everybody, fire everybody, fire everybody. And I do think Joe Wood should be fired. I do think Mike Prefer should be fired. They're both, they've both proven themselves to be terrible position co- co- coordinators. They're terrible. Get them the hell out of here. But I'm not firing Kevin Stefanski. I'm sure some people will want to. The players should be embarrassed. They were disgraceful on the field today. We finally saw, you know, everybody got carried away with Jacoby Brissett the first few weeks. You saw who he really is. The longer guys like Jacoby Brissett play, the longer guys like Baker play, guys like that, the longer they play, the more they get exposed. He is not a good quarterback. And and listen, they're just not a good team. And you can blame, we certainly want to blame the coaches. They deserve some blame, but the players don't get passed. They sucked across the board here today. Uh, they did, first of all, and they didn't run the ball enough. But I, I don't know. I, I don't want to do all the talking. Go ahead, guys. This was disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. G. Bush, I know you're going to go off, so let's let Jeff get a word in here. Then we're going to let GT off. Jeff, what's up, man? Not a not a good performance today from our Browns. I talked about this, and G. We talked about this this week. What there were a couple of things I told you about, and that made me nervous about going into this game. A number one, everybody when you zig, Bill Belichick zags. The Browns had been gassed on the run the last two weeks. Bill Belichick came in and said, well, let's see if your secondary is on par. Because that was a big, big issue. And, gee, all over. Bailey Zappi came in. A third-string quarterback. Bull, every Mike, G, a third-string quarterback came in Amazing. here like this was his house. And the other thing I talked about was offensively, don't do what Bill can see on tape. Crucial spot in the game early and, and, and bull, this ain't about the field goal. The fourth and yeah. one. Oh, we're going to sneak it with Jacoby Brissett. Really? Where did he learn it? Who taught it to him? The Patriots did. You went up against Bill Belichick and you tried to show him something that he already saw. That's you right. had to come. And why rush it? Why rush it there? Why rush it? What Nick, are you doing? Go with Nick or go with anybody else or throw it. The QB yeah. sneak, it was six or six, but all of a sudden, Bill Belichick's going to be. Like dumbfounded by it, not ready for it. The things I talked about this week that the Browns couldn't do are exactly the things that the Browns did do, and this is why they're in a situation they are. G. Bush, this is your chance to rant. I got something to say, then we'll dig into the uh, some of the decisions and some deeper stuff. But 
The floor is yours, G. Bush, and I know you're salty. Take it away, my friend. You know, we set ourselves up for this one um, because, you know, sometimes when you when you are when you are a team and you don't win very much, um, you can tend to overlook some stuff and, and you say, well, we can't keep doing the same things. And you can't keep doing the same things. And I just went back and I watched it and I looked at a lot of film of, of all the other teams and what they what their coaches said. And, and guess what? Kevin Stefanski says the same crap. And I know you don't want to say, hey, you're not going to fire him for what? Let me ask you a question. People will be forgetting this. Who won? Who won the playoff game? Was Kevin Stefanski even in the building? No, he was not. Let's keep that a buck. Second of all, how you come out with the leading rusher in the game in the in the league, and you come out with five wide and Pharaoh Brown? What? This is what we. This is this is the stuff. And you know what? He's heard it. He's heard it. He knows it. And the reason why I told you, you can bait, you can bait really smart people because they can't get out their own way. He knows everybody says this stuff about him, but what does he do? He comes out to prove you wrong. I'll show you. No, you got blitzkrieg today. You got bomb. You just got ripped today. You threw the ball 40 sometimes. You didn't know Bill Belichick, that was his game plan? You didn't know that was what he was talking about? And at the end of the day, it's too late. No, no. Listen, see, this is the thing about life. You want to you wanna fire Joe Woods right now, but Joe Woods just cost you. He's already cost you four games. Went to the playoffs? My, my thing is this. I look at it as, I look at it as pragmatic. Joe Woods has been doing these same things for three, four years. But since our fan base, I get it. We haven't won anything, and they look pretty good. We, 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 we tuck these guys away. He's an assistant coach. He's an assistant coach. And let me ask you a question for all those people that said, well, we can't keep firing people. You name me one of our old coaches that we fire that went on to do anything. Shermer, Patton, Farmer. You, they don't even get jobs other places. And you telling me about continuity. At the end of the day, the Browns defense does nothing well. Not one thing well. We sugarcoat it. They don't ask no tough questions. And listen, send me to Berea. I'll ask the damn question. Coach, which one of you needs to be gone first? See, I'm starting to think these press passes, people ain't going to ask no questions, right? The first question should be, Coach Stefanski, your special teams as well as your defense has been subpar for two years. Which one of your assistants needs to take a look in the mirror? I get it. They might not let you come back no more. But at the end of the day, I, I, I'm a diehard fan just like all these other people. I wouldn't give them a dime. I wouldn't pull up. I changed my uniform. You see what I'm wearing? I had a starter Browns jacket on. I want to watch people that know about it, that want to do something, that want to be about something. I want to represent this. I want to represent a winner, not a team that finds a way to lose and get up there and tell you we we close, blowing smoke up my ass. I'm sorry. I, go ahead, take it. Take it. You know, it, it, what a disparity between this Guardians team, low payroll, undermanned, nothing expected, all they do is fight and claw and scratch and win. And this Browns team, overhyped, plenty of talent not performing. Uh, it's not that they don't have enough talent. It's that the talent's not playing well, not being coached well enough. They play with no heart. They play with no fight. They play with no toughness. 
You're right, G. I mean, listen, again, I, you want to fight? Do you want to fire Stefanski? He could get it too. He ain't done nothing for nobody. He could get it too. He been here three years with this roster, and we keep tiptoeing, walking on eggshells. Let me ask you a question. If they yeah. play this game next week, they switch coaching staff. We got the Patriots staff, and they got Stefanski in them. Who wins? The Patriots. Browns. I mean, the Browns, Browns probably. Yeah. The Browns. Browns. yeah, I mean, and the Browns have a better roster than the Patriots. They do. This guy's off the street, and and they got and they got humiliated. Look at the quarterbacks the Browns have faced this year. Look at the quarterbacks. They've lost to Marcus Mariota, who did beat the 49ers today. Bailey Zappi and Joe Flacco and Justin Herbert. That is inexcusable. Yeah, and and it was an injured Justin Herbert too. An injured Justin. It is inexcusable for this defense with the the names on the back of the jerseys, the talent, and the money they are paying to these guys to allow the Patriots. Third string quarterback. Mind you, Brian Hoyer was the backup. Brian Hoyer was the backup. He got hurt. Yeah. Bailey Zappi was the third string guy. And all of a sudden. By the way, Bailey Zappi. He looks like Tom Brady out there. 300 yards. He looked pretty good. He, he looked really good. He looked pretty good. Really, really good. Let's, let's take a look at this. They scored. The Patriots scored 45 last year with a rookie quarterback. Yeah. They came back again with another rookie that's a third stringer with no experience and got 38 freaking points. Save me the Stefanski genius talk. Save me he's doing something for the Browns and he's saving us for my they won a one playoff game at Pittsburgh and he didn't even coach it. This is crazy. Yeah. Go ahead with that, I, I, I don't understand why people well, people listen, I'm I'm not in the fire Stefanski camp. However, people were calling him a great coach early. I remember that we were talking about the Guardians and the Yan- and the uh, Browns, of, I don't know, a couple months ago, and people were like, we got two great coaches. I'm like, no, 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 no. You got one great manager in Terry Francona. Kevin Stefanski, I think, is a pretty good coach. Uh, even that's still up for debate. But uh, the assistant coaches are terrible. I mean, Joe Woods and Mike Prefer both need to be fired. Uh, I don't know why you hired Mike Prefer, that homophobic uh, piece of garbage in the first place. And and now you should fire his ass and Joe Woods at the same time. I mean, get them both out of here. And if you listen, if Stefanski can't get them on track at some point, he's going to be gone too. No, he's definitely on the hot seat. And and Bull, we were talking beforehand, and and I do want to put yeah. this in a tiny bit of perspective before we go down the negative route here, because there is a lot of negativity and embarrassment <laughs> and shuns to be paid. But the AFC right. North is not a good division right now. The Bengals. No. Three and three, and even after today, the Browns, despite the fact that One at this out. moment the Browns are a garbage football team, they first place, and next week with a win and a, and a Bengals loss, could be setting up a Halloween matchup for first place in the NFC in the AFC North. Excuse me. So there is that one, yeah. one silver line. How bad they've played, and they have been yeah. horrendous, horrendous. Yeah, they are one game out of first place. They are yeah. if the, if the, if the Browns. Win- Win their next two games, they're in first place. As bad as they've been, now they. Pro- I get it, G. I know you're going to say there's no way they're going to do it. I we. I don't think anybody thought the Falcons were going to beat the Niners or that the Steelers were going to beat the Buccaneers. I I find it hard to believe the Browns are going to win consecutive games against the Ravens and Bengals. I think they're much more likely to lose both than win both. However, yes, if they do both those games, they are in first place. Before anyone jumps in, real quick, and then Jeff will let yeah. you go. But shout out to our guy. Spoonie Images for a $50 Super Chat, our biggest Super Chat wow. yet. He said, I think you guys are amazing. To be honest, I haven't listened watched the last three games. Too much dysfunction, not enough accountability and focus. This team is extremely unstable from the core. 
We appreciate it. Spoonie images, wherever you're you're listening and watching from. Shout out Spoonie. Really do, do appreciate that. But well, yeah, first things first, he's the, he's the smart guy of the room. He's not watching. Yeah. watching. Yes. <laughs> That's yes. True. Also, before you go, Jeff, let me say one thing. Uh, how about go guards tonight? We got a chance to rebound and, and get our morales back up before we go to bed tonight. So yeah, definitely. Let's hope for another guardian zone. But Jeff, floor is yours here, real quick, before we start digging into specifics. Where I, I'll let you start on this, Jeff. Where do you want to start? What part of this embarrassing loss do you want to pick? up? The problem is consistency on both sides of the ball. The the field goal drive early. It was third and four. Hunt hadn't taken a snap yet. You put him in, and you try to get him to get the yards. And Jacoby had done a couple of things, so basically he conceded the field goal. And again, I, you know, I'm not saying you know, points, field goals, whatever. Points. And so you took the ball out of Jacoby's hand. He had gotten you down there. The long completion to Joku. Kareem's in. Ball, you know, stuffed at the line. Now you take the field goal. The the again the QB sneak later. Like again, you're playing against the look, and we all talk about the analytics and the brain trust, and the smartness of the Cleveland Browns franchise, none of you hold a candle to Bill Belichick. Not even close as far as football knowledge. So you cannot, A, do things that you've done to this point. Six for six on QB sneaks. You didn't think, think Bill went over that. Um, and then you know, I, and also on that, now the defensive side of the ball, you committed so much to stopping the run. And look, you know, you give it where it's due. For the most part, they were a lot, tremendously better this week. But it was like, that's all they did this week. You know, Jacoby Myers, not really a household name. John New Smith, not really a household name. Bailey Zappi, a third-string quarterback. You committed so much to trying to stop the run, now brought back an old issue. We can't cover anybody anymore. And the coverage wasn't was. And Martin Emerson, again, another good week. And they went after him some in the plays where he was out of position. Gave up a completion or two. Hammond and Hahn about the G-New pass interference in the end zone. Your head was in his chest. You didn't turn it around. Yeah, it was so the right call. I don't know. Right exactly. Call. Granted, you held no field goal, which was huge. You really thought for the Browns, all right, here's some momentum now. You got a field goal, third and one at the goal line. But you have – once something starts to work with the Browns, it seems like a power outage where there's a failure somewhere else. Today it was the run game. Uh, you had more incompletions than you had completions. So it seems like every time the Browns can get better in one aspect – they start to suffer or are lesser in another. And it's a frustrating 23 points. You lost by 23 points at home to a third string quarterback. It's disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. And, and by the way, this, you know, they're, it's not like the Patriots are a good team. I know they got a great coach, but they're not a good team. Nope. They, I mean, that's, you lost to a bad Patriots team. You, now the Jets right now obviously are looking a lot better. They're four and two than we than we thought they were. I'm still not a believer in them, but they are four and two. You know, you, you are what your record says you are. Going yeah. off that, outside of the Chargers and even maybe the Chargers, just looking at the name recognition brand and talent on the team. Have the Char- have the Browns played a team with more overall talent on the roster this year? Uh, the Chargers, you know, with Justin Herbert, yes. Uh, but I think they've. I believe they have had more talent than five of the six teams they played. Now maybe I'm wrong. Keenan Allen wasn't even playing. The, What's the, that? The start. Keenan Allen wasn't playing. The starting left tackle wasn't playing. Joey Bosa wasn't playing. No, the the Chargers do not. Yeah, have but more talent but Miles Garrett was not playing in that game. Uh, oh no, Miles Garrett did play. He was he back last night. That's my bad. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't know. It, whatever. It, but it doesn't matter. Even if we even if we say that they're more talented than the Chargers, I don't think they are. You do. Whatever. I, I think we agree. In the other five games, they had more talent, and they you know they've been awful. They, they, horrible. I mean, and yes, Kevin Stefanski's got to be on the hot seat too. He's not. He doesn't get a lifetime pass because they won one playoff game. You know, a lot of Browns fans were like, "Well, Baker, he, you want to give him a pass because." The one playoff get win. Well, you can't do the same with Stefanski. He doesn't get a pass for that playoff win. Thank, thank you, yeah. thank you very much. I'm gonna tell you what. I had when 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 they when when they pulled the trigger to get rid of Odell Beckham Jr. Right in the middle of the season, they felt it was that necessary to get him off the team. Right, mm-hmm. and they say, okay, leave. That was one strike. Okay, well now it ain't it ain't Odell. Then last year it was Baker Mayfield. I'm not no hypocrite, bro. I'm, I keep it a hundred. If I'm going to sit up here and, and kill Baker Mayfield and say, that ain't it, what, what, what is this guy doing? He's playing hurt. He's costing the team. And then this offseason, they they find the need to go get Deshaun Watson, do whatever they need to, and ship him off, all right? Everybody knew what it was. Now it's on you, buddy. You, you picked Jacoby Brissett. You said you wanted Deshaun Watson. You guys said you didn't need D tackles. You're the one that don't value linebackers. You said that your third team Schwartz and Bell and all those other guys. That is on you. At a certain point in time, the chickens is gonna come home to roost. And your record is what it is. You ain't now now you're looking around at your little sheet and you're like, well, uh, yeah, well, I don't got my quarterback. I know that's going through your mind, Coach Stefanski, but you do not get a pass just like the rest of them don't. You don't get to sit around here and waste years while you come up with things to screw up. I'm sorry. No. And, and, the- and if he does not have the guts to go after Joe Woods, which is a liability, or your special team coordinator is a liability, then you don't have what it takes to be a head coach because head coaches make tough decisions. Leaders make tough decisions. People in charge make difficult decisions. Our bosses would get rid of us in a heartbeat if we did not perform up to standards. I'm looking at all four of us. So why the heck do we consistently give guys years to mess up like it's some, some playhouse? It's not. It's life. Yeah, and if I mean if the Browns finish with like a four, five, six win season, then everybody's got to go, including Stefanski. You can't have yeah. that. Now, listen, most of us didn't pick the Browns to make the playoffs when we knew Deshaun Watson is playing, wasn't playing for eleven games, but we didn't expect them to be this bad, right? The way the way the division has been much worse than we would expect. Like they've the Browns in a way have gotten a huge break. Cincinnati and Baltimore have underwhelmed big time this year, big yeah. time. And so they've kept the Browns in it, and that's the only reason the Browns are still alive. But if they get go, end up getting blown out by these two teams the next two weeks, and all of a sudden they're two and six, and happen. the season completely snowballs, then you got to fire everybody. You think uh, Miles Garrett's playing next week? I, I think he's a little probably angry. not. Probably not. Yeah. It could happen. That's the thing I'm saying here, McDougs. Every time we tell them, "Hey, but look at the division." Oh no, that could be gone too quickly. Now it's division games. You you think Lamar Jackson? Gonna, <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, hey, Bush, you guys laughed at me. Or it was really Jay, but you guys laughed at me because I, <laughs> for the third week in a row, I put in the group chat at some point, "Hey, this is a must win for the Browns." And you guys go, well, "How come every game's a, every game can't be a must win?" Yeah. Well, it's a must win because for the first five weeks of the season, you were getting A plus performances for Jacoby Brissett to his standards, and you were still losing to teams despite the fact you were getting the best of Jacoby Brissett to lesser talented teams. Now we saw Jacoby Brissett today. He looked a lot like week one Jacoby Brissett, which 
the Browns were still able to pull out a win over Baker Mayfield and the Panthers. But it is not a quarterback that I feel comfortable bringing into Baltimore, bringing into Cincinnati, bringing up against, even though the Buccaneers are terrible, Tom Brady, Josh Allen, the Dolphins. And those were games when you look at the, the schedule as a whole, knowing Deshaun Watson wasn't coming back till week 13, that you had to win. You couldn't dig yourself into too deep of a hole and then climb out of it with Watson. And they are lucky that the division is not already out of hand. Yeah. They're lucky to be a game back. But that's why I kept saying these are must-win games for the Browns. And through six games, I thought four of them were must-wins. They're one and three in those four must-wins. And the season's not over yet. They're a game out of first place. But there is nothing I've seen on tape, especially the last two weeks, that gives me any confidence with Brissett at the helm. This team can turn it around offense. By the way, guys, I, this is crazy. But I'd play Josh Dobbs next week. What do you got to lose? You have nothing to lose. I mean, Jacoby Brissett, the one thing, the only good thing we said about it, the only good thing I could say about him coming into the season was he doesn't turn the ball over. But he has. He's, He's turning the ball the over. Everything's on the table. I'm Jacoby Brissett, how many throws? By the way, you know that long completion he had to David Njoku early in the game? Do you guys remember that? On the sideline. Yeah, no. If yeah, if he hits him in stride, that's that should be a touchdown. Najoku, if you go back and look at that play, Najoku had to basically stop his route to catch the ball, and that allowed the defender to tackle him. If you go back and watch that play, if Jacoby hits him in stride, it's an eighty-yard touch or whatever. I don't remember the exact yardage. It's a touchdown easy because the DB had fallen for the. Fa I don't know what the, I don't know if it was the faker. I don't know what happened to the DB, but he was. Uh, Njoku had like three yards on him, and he's a great athlete. So if he catches that ball and strides a touchdown, Jacoby Brissett can't make any deep throws. He holds on to the ball too long, and the only thing he does well is not turn the ball over. Well, that's not the case anymore. He's had some terrible turnovers. So uh, what's the point? I know It's easy to say, well, Josh Dobbs, he's no good. I don't know he's not. He's never played. Can, at least, he's a, at least Josh Dobbs is a much better athlete than, than Jacoby. Can I make one point on Brissett real quick? I heard this. And I think it's worth repeating. Brissett is like your 2004 Toyota Camry that you buy unused, resale. And when you're just driving and you got to go 65 on the highway, yeah, it can cruise fine. But as soon as you need to get that puppy over 85 miles an hour, you're in a hurry to get to pick up your kids. You're in a hurry to do anything. You start feeling the wheels, you know, wheels, uh, the wheels start shaking, and you're not confident that you're going to get from point it's a to raining point you in snow mcnuggets you trying to drive in the rain you in the turnpike it's snowing you like dog is this thing held together with bubble gum that's a great analogy because that's exactly what it's it, and it feels like as a fan you're in that car and you're you're, you're looking at you're driving through yeah. pittsburgh or west virginia in the middle of the night we didn't all been there and then you're looking around like dog man this is uh <clears throat> i don't feel kind of safe out here we might want to get at a rest stop that's exactly what we're like Everything about Jacoby yeah. Brissett's play is slow. We understand yeah. that. Yes. And even when he's been good, it's slow. Yep. So to think when you get into the point where it's two minutes to go get you a W or you're down double digits, like there is no difference. And, you know, if you want to use the car analogy, he's like a Buick Park Avenue. He does 65. There, there is nothing else. Mike, you, no. uh, your point is on the numbers. So you can't expect that. And, look, it's, it comes down to having, again, everything on the same page. Play good and run D. Play good and pass D on the ball. Be able to throw it. There is no band to this Cleveland Browns. Like, the running game is a great instrument. It's like the lead guitarist you all want to see. There is no cohesion to this team. 
and they cannot get everything going at the same time. And to think, oh, well, Jacoby Brissett, it look, what is it, five, five interceptions now through seams? Probably understandable numbers. Nobody thought the secondary was going to fit the map. Nobody thought you were going to get beat up like, you know, the neighborhood weakling in the run game over two weeks. But can we just get one week where this just looks like a uniform front and everything is working together? Because once you get excited about that one aspect, you watch two plays and you're like, oh, that one's out the freaking window now. And that had been a positive the last two. It's embarrassing. And look, you know, are coaches to blame? Absolutely. Do we know which way it's going to work? No. You've got to figure out some way where you can get the entire team playing in pace and at least playing above average football. It's a terrible product right now. They're only one game out. With the same respect as I say this, I'm scared to death to go Baltimore and Cincinnati back-to-back. Yeah. Hey, this team is on quit alert. Real quick, before you got there, Mr. Kink, I think makes a good point. He said, as soon as Stefanski tried to outsmart Belichick by throwing twice to start the game, I knew we were going to get blown out. Stefanski as, as much of an uh, Real quick, genius, let me jump in on that one. The opening yeah, interception. Send David Njoku deep. Because you know what? Bill's going to give you nickels. He's going to give you dimes. He's not going to give you dollar bills. So send Njoku deep. They'll cover those guys. Guess what? There would have been two or three guys underneath. The play was open, and it was a throw from Jacob set. But don't go in there thinking you're going to fool Bill. He's going to cover the deep one, just like he took away the run today. He's not dumb. He's been doing it forever. And guess what? Between the crossing wide receiver, the other two tight ends, you would have had a 15, 20-yard pickup and regroup because everybody would have flowed to David Njoku. Again, wrong on Brissett, late with the throw to Brown. But also, Farrell Brown's been in town for about eight days. All of a sudden, He's become a guy that gets Spot targets shadow. over to Joku, Amari Cooper, yeah. Donovan People's Joe. It's like it wasn't even like he knew this system. Like Farrell Brown, really? Like all of a sudden, this is your key to knock off Bill Belichick to reach <laughs> number two all time. And Farrell Brown was going to be the difference that did this today. Come on, yeah. And and by the way, you know, something we got to start looking at, too. We were all uh, anointing Andrew Berry, the next great GM, and there's a lot of criticism of him, I, you know, especially because most of these young players have not performed. Stop. But, guys, I'm curious. Do you think I'm nuts with my Josh Dobbs, or are you with me? I think they're – G. Bush, you go first. You go first. Hey, no, look, I told everything on the table. Yeah. Everything is on the table, boo, because you know what I see? I see a lot of people that that don't believe nothing going to happen to them. That goes from the coaching staff on down. Yeah. I see a bunch of people that don't think nothing bad's going to happen because he set up he set up a bunch of entitled stuff where people is comfortable messing up. They, these guys are comfortable. You know, back in the day when I was playing, if you would if you did something wrong, you might not you might not see the game. You might not not see the rest of the game. These guys are still getting their 60, 70 snaps. These dudes ain't even getting called out in the meeting rooms. These dudes is comfortable in the streets talking about people booing in the stands. They comfortable as hell. The coach is comfortable down on to the, the equipment manager. Cats is comfortable. Yeah. They sit with their feet kicked up. I, everybody can go. Yeah. Hey, here's my two cents on that, Bull, with uh, ahead, Dobbs and, and Brissett. 
I think you still start Brissett. If he comes out and doesn't look good in the first quarter, I, I think you pull the hook. You have no, there, there's nothing to waste. And also, if you go with Dobbs, you can run the ball. Like that, that is a sign. But why start Brissett again? Why start Brissett? We know what he is. Yeah, I mean, he, he's had in totality of six games this year, he's played four good games for Brissett and two bad games. Has he really? For his caliber, he's yes. played two good caliber. games. Hey. He's played two okay games, and he's played two awful games. That's this game, this this game, this game was awful. At, at, the first game that, was awful. Yeah. That resets you back to zero. That that's a, this is a reset game. I don't like, care. Like that, so he's had zero. two good games. Maybe Josh Dobbs. Look at all these other quarterbacks, like the, the, Bailey Zappi. Like maybe the no, Browns will find lightning in a bottle. Right with, with, I, I'm not going into a game with. Him as my starter, I, I think if Brissett, well, you pull the hook and put him in. Why? But why? Who is Brissett that he should have no, a guaranteed but, starting but, job? I'm, I'm with what do you Mike think here, here, though? This is what it comes to. Who played the preseason? Omari didn't play in the preseason. David Njoku didn't play in the Facts. preseason. Jacoby Brissett didn't play in the preseason. Josh Facts. Dobbs did. But some of the guys Josh had success <laughs> with, they're not necessarily here. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm with Mike. Look, you give two series, and you want to know what? You know, we understand Jacoby Brissetti's breaking tackles, but you want to know what? If it's Josh Dobbs, he can go run. He doesn't have to say, I broke tackles to throw him. Josh Dobbs could then maybe go run and make some plays happen. We know, we saw he's a better athletic guy. But there's no unity, really, between quarterback and skill guys. So you you let Jacoby start. If it don't work, then, yeah. I mean, if you want to Josh Dobbs, I ain't saying no. Gee, if these guys are going to bench him after two series anyway, then just start Dobbs. Here's, what if here's, here's what if Dobbs what if but if Dobbs goes out and goes 0 for seven and you're down 13 nothing how do you now look at Jacoby and say oh sorry go ahead so what, what he's a backup run? that's that's his job then he can go back in no, right now always, he's not not right now he's not here, here's he's my starter thing. right here's, now here's my thing I, I I sit here and tell people all the time don't look mm. at what you don't look at what you do in, in your house look at what other people in the other houses is doing I yeah. just saw a kid come off the street and light you up for 300 yards. I saw Joe Flacco come in here and light you up for almost 400 yards, right? These are backups, guys that ain't playing nowhere else. You know what? The mentality in other programs is this. If you're not getting it done, we will – they talking about Mac Jones. Who care about Mac Jones? This kid playing well. You see what I'm saying? At the end of the day, I, I have him in practice. We splitting reps here 50-50. We splitting reps 50 50 because if I'm going to take you out after two series, well, guess what? I need to at least have Dobbs ready to go and, and splitting these reps. There is yeah, no, there was fair. no security in the back. back Mikey, you got to, Mikey, you got to read the super chats, man. We've had a bunch. I do. I Let's do. Get him in. says uh, Callahan should be the interim head coach. AVP calls plays, hire new defensive coordinator. Then we got, uh, this is from Dersh Nubish I'll say Germany. not running. <laughs> yeah. AB should be on the hot seat. Why was everyone so hot on him? He was oh. VP, players, personnel. What's our record? Cheers from Berlin, Germany. Yeah. Hey, my sister lives in Germany. Shout out to Germany and all the UCSS fans out there. Hey, Bollinger, I- I'm with you. Like, I'm not saying Brissett should be locked in as a starter. I just I- – I think it's easier to go from But here's Brissette here's my point, guys. Back to Brissett. And if you if put Dobbs in, you're giving your hand away that you're going to run the ball 85 times, which may not be a bad thing for this round. They should be doing that anyway. Yes. They should be doing that anyway. And and here's the thing, guys. You know, you if you guys are both to the point where you're willing to pull him out if he gets off to a bad start, then what's the point of starting him? It's like the team that, that fires their coach 
early in the season, their head coach, or in baseball, you fire a manager early. Well, if you were willing to fire him that early, it means you had to be thinking about firing him to begin with. So so just keep him, as, as my good friend G would say, keep him moving and get him out. Yeah, but... But, Bo, here's another thing, though. You By putting Dobbs in, I think you're signaling to the rest of the team, hey, we're just punting. And, and you're a game out of first place. Uh, no, I don't see – I don't agree with that. I don't Let me give that. you that. Go ahead. Go ahead. Like, you like that, Jeff. I, I'll say this. Here, here's – somebody said just a couple of seconds ago, the morale on the team is down. It what, is, 100%. What, what people don't understand is the longer you keep people in authority when they are incompetent, in the eyes of the people that are playing on the field, you are already sending a signal you're punting. Because if I'm a player and I'm sitting in the hair and saying, we don't bring anybody, we're getting embarrassed by quarterbacks that, that are sitting back there with all day to throw. Why, why is this guy still calling plays? And he's walking in Berea like nothing's happened. This When you do that, that's when people quit. I played for coaches like that. I've known that this guy ain't got nothing. You, you, you look at him and say, I question whether or not he's even competent to call the plays. And what you start to see, the first thing that goes is the, is the vocalness. The second thing that goes is the hustle and the energy. And then the third thing that happens is, how many times do you see people walk? I saw two guys get ran over by a tight end and run 67 yards. Mm. No attempt to rushing. No attempt to do anything. Those are the telltale signs of a team that is quitting because they have no other recourse to say, we don't respect him. And, and they're not worried. At this point. And, and they're worried because there's no accountability. I'll tell you what the Browns should do, guys, at the end of the year. They should go call Sean Payton. And say, well, how much? How much do we have to pay you to come here? And then go call Mike Zimmer and say, how much do we have to pay you to be our defensive coordinator? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it, look, to me, I, I, I would have that. to question. I would have to question this. I might not even want Deshaun Watson playing. I might not even want him playing. No, under, G, under, G, under, G, under, you're under so wrong. Nah, he's got to play. So he's got to no, get no, the no, reps. Listen, he's got to get hey, the reps. Hey, he's going to get the reps. But what I'm yeah. evaluating is this. We act like he gonna come out here and and execute some sort of great game plan. We got a superstar, one of the best players in the league. He can't get him open. We had a superstar at receiver. He couldn't get him open. You tell me who he has shown to be a person that can get involved besides tight ends. I'll wait. Farrell no, Brown well. came off the street. He got spot shadow, Jeff. He's, he got the first three plays. I said, this guy's crazy. This while, guy's we're, while we're waiting on that, Donnie M says next week Baltimore is going to put nine in the box and say beat us throwing. Uh, Donnie M wants our thoughts on that. Oh, stop. Why? Because one team did decent job early. The Browns gave up on the run. They, if they would have stuck with it, they would have eventually worn them down like they do Thank every other. Let the Ravens put nine in the box. Good. It won't work. How'd it work today? Year. The Ra- the Ravens' well, defense it, sucks. It did last year and it worked. It's what they did last year and it worked. Like, they, I mean, they, how many carries did Chubb just, get, Jeff? He, yes, he gives up on it some games. Second, yes, but when you get to second and ten, and look, it's another game. Once this Browns team right now, the way it's constructed, it doesn't matter if it's 10, 12, 14, 16. If the Browns are down, they don't have enough faith in their offense to re-fix this. They just don't. And part of it is because it is Jacoby Brissett and everything's got to go perfect for him to put together a drive. And look, we've all spent five weeks 
spitting whatever superlative we could towards Nick Chubb. It's obvious if you were playing the Browns right now and you are a defensive coordinator, anybody involved in the defensive side of the ball, it's not Kareem. It's it's 24, and it is nobody else. I'll let Kareem Hunt beat me. I'll let Cooper beat me. I but won't, they've, you know, but Jeff, let, they've known that they've known that the whole season, and the Patriots were the only team to slow them down at all. Not like these other teams didn't know that. The Chargers. The, the, offensive, line, the offensive line by far had their worst performance Dude. today. I mean, Brissett was under. Well, Wyatt Teller got hurt. That was a big deal. And, he's and the, that, he's a great run blocker. And Conklin got banged up for a little bit. Wills, you know, had some plays, but this was by far the worst offensive line performance you, we've seen. From the you Browns know what you tell your team? Let's be clear. You know what you tell your team when you come out. In five wide with three tight ends, the first play of the game, you, you're telling them we're stupid, <laughs> we don't know what we're doing, and we're soft as batch cookies. You got the number one offense. <laughs> that like, are you serious? And people talk about, well, they stopped them. No, you came out in five wide, throwing the ball, and you throw a pick the second play of the game, as if Patrick Mahomes is on your team. From that point on. If we know it and we sitting at home, what do you think the players feel like? And you've been sitting in these meetings and you know how good Nick Chubb is. You understand what he brings to the table. And instead, your coach, and instead of giving you an opportunity to win a football game, he takes it out of his hands because he wants to be the guy. Yeah. And we got two super chats real quick. This is from uh, Rob Venters. He says, I just heard Kevin's press conference. Gee, you hit the nail on the head with this one. I have faith in Kevin, but his inability to adjust week after week just says we're going to get better. When will that happen? And another super chat. This one is from I've got a Sean Payton ran once Drew Brees retired. What is any of these so-called great coaches done without a star quarterback? He's got a point. I mean, you, well, you got we a star had, quarterback we, now. We well, had the argument on Friday, Bull. We don't have to get all the way back into it, but a quarterback does. And we got one more super chat real quarterback, quick. Quarterback, yeah, I mean, listen, let's face it. The rest of the panel. The rest of the panel. Go ahead, read this one. He said, I uh, love the channel. Thanks for what you guys do. How about guys being comfortable? Are we not going to help it? He's becoming a new Sendejo. So many blown coverages and bad tackling. He sucks. We're going to talk about tackling in a sec. Don't worry. I, I have something I want to bring up. But let, let's face it. The rest of the panel, no offense, G, the rest of the panel embarrassed themselves uh, by saying you'd rather have a good defense than a great quarterback. That was embarrassing by everybody. Uh, but uh, we'll get over it. We'll move it on. We'll keep it moving. About tackling real quick. And this, yeah. is, this is serious. They had a whole practice today dedicated, or this week, dedicated to tackling. They said they, they were physical. They went back to training camp style practices. And there were a few plays today. And, and the one that comes to mind was when Delpit and I believe it was G New, but it was one of the DBs bounced off Johnu Smith like he was a dummy yeah. in a. Greg Newsom has been awful this year. Denzel Ward's been I don't, awful. I, don't, I mean, I those don't guys know what he does. Horrible. Yeah. I, I don't G, know. You're you a resident, and, and I know, Jeff, you played too. You were on the offensive side of the ball, but at this point, tackling, it, this is on the co players. Where, where does the lack of ability to bring someone down? Is that just effort? Because it, it, it's frankly embarrassing at this point. No, it's on players. It's 100% on players. Look, you can say, and look, we can do the extra stuff, the extra stuff, whatever. Y'all been playing this game since you were eight years old. And there is no way you got to this level by not being the predominant beast monster. And all these guys, to be honest, were middle linebackers at eight, nine, ten years old because they were the best field. 
So they just went, found the ball. You, you've got to tackle. It's, it's disturbing how bad and how soft it is. And look, it's not the fact that they – and the worst part, in my opinion, is it's not like they're selling out for, like, big time for causing hits. They break down and fall down just breaking down, trying to get in a good tackling position. It's not like they're going for kill shots and missing. They have lost the tackle before they've even broken down. Tackling, mm-hmm. tackling is all about want. Tackling is all about want. And I keep telling people, I, I don't know whether or not, you know, I just did a video and it talks saying, you go watch it. Y'all go watch the video and say, I am not lying. You go back and you rewind the tape. And every single coach sounds like him. At the uh, Mangini sounded like him. Petten sounded like him. Uh, uh, your boy uh, Jack, Hugh Jackson sounded like him. All of these guys with this will get better. See, here's a, here's a technique that you guys got to learn. It's called deflection. Sometimes in life, so nobody will call you out or you got to drill down on something. Here's the easy way to do it. If my boss is upset about me, he brings me into the office. Before he can even get into his notes, I go, hey, you know what? Hey, hey, you know what? It's on me. I got to do better. Um, I, I, I'm going to fix it. I'm going to make sure we get that done. I turn around, get up, walk out, and leave. And he goes, I didn't even tell him what I was mad about. You see, sometimes it's not about you sitting up here taking responsibility. It's do you have awareness and do you even have a clue why these things are happening and you do you have a plan for them? What they tell me, they don't have a plan because the things you never see it get better. All the other teams do is just go to something else that you can't do. If it's the pass game, <laughs> let's run it for 200. If it's the if it's the run game, hey, let's just go up top when you with a third street quarterback for 300. They they're not very good. And let's keep it a buck. Let's just be honest with you. They got the number one office because they got one player, Nick Chubb. If they didn't have Nick Chubb, they wouldn't have the number one offense. So here's the thing: Wait, we've been, they, we've been, they have the number one offense, number one rushing offense. Oh, rushing yeah. offense. Oh, no, okay. no, no, no. At PFF, they had these guys as the number one oh. offense in the entire league. Doesn't make any sense. Their um, passing game well, sucks. Brissette well, you also have to keep. But you also have to equate in Wyatt Teller, Joe Batonio, Posick, and what the offensive line yeah, is. Sure, obviously. Yes. D- yeah, obviously. that's where you weighted grade. So, so yeah. that that's what to me. Oh, I see. Uh, to, to to me, bull. Yeah. Uh, and I don't want to go back to the to the gla- uh, the Guardians, but I, I, when you're in professional athletics and to see a bunch of young kids play that hard. And it's baseball. And you see guys that are on Pro Bowls, $100 million guys, coaches that have been here four years, and you don't see any fire, no enthusiasm. I, I, I mean, guys, this is, this, is, this is not rocket science. Until somebody make a hard decision and some starters get sat down or some coaches get fired, this is a revolving door of the same excuses. And I'm going to just be honest with you, man. Yeah, you can't just come out every week. Go ahead, Rookie. Mike. Let me get two super chats in. Jay Boyer says he can't tackle if you leave guys wide open. And Justin Kink says this D has no dogs, nothing but cats. We need dogs. Say all these cats worried about the name on their backs of the jerseys. Get us some no-name dogs. Bull, it's all you. Yeah, I, I honestly forgot what I was going to say. But uh, I'm just I'm, – I'm speechless from this team, which is, it has never happened before. Um, yeah, go, go. somebody else talk. I'll try to think about what I was going to say because I, I lost my train of thought. Hey. 
I the one. All right, well, we'll both we'll both recap this train of thought. Yeah. Gee, I want to I want to ask you this question here. When we, you know, it's it's doom and gloom today. Obviously, an inexcus- inexcusable loss, especially in the fashion you let Bailey Zappi come in here and shred apart your defense offensively. Oh, let take me, a massive step back. Mike, I just uh, remember you? what I was going to say. It was to G's Thank point you, about go. saying the same things in the press conference. Sorry. Uh, you can't like I I'm getting frustrated with the I believe in this team we're going to work harder we're going to get better like I know there's just there's, there's probably nothing Kevin Stefanski could say outside of I'm firing this guy we got well, our team sucks like and guys don't usually say that stuff but it it gets ag- it do- I can understand why people would get aggravated when every week say you're going to get better and they're not they're get the Browns are getting worse pretty much every week they've gotten worse. Think about the way they played that Panther game. Like the first three quarters, they looked great, and they haven't really looked great since. This team, this team don't look no better. I'm gonna be honest with you, they are no better than when when Hugh Jackson was fired. Tell me in what area they are better than the day Hugh Jackson was fired. I don't know, uh, Jeff. I want to ask you this question to start. We we'll go around the horn here. There is a point. And you've been in a D1 locker room. G. Bush, you played in locker rooms. Bowl, you were in literally dugouts. I was in a high school <laughs> locker room. I mean, but we've, we've all had coaches at any level where eventually their message goes in one ear and out the other. And that is when a coach has lost a team. And I, I don't know for sure because we're in that locker room, but it seems like Joe Woods, the special teams coach, even Stefanski to an extent, may have lost the pulse of this locker room. And what I gives will... that indication is at the end, I felt when it got to uh, – that last reverse touchdown and then the, the fumble, another touchdown, they may have given up a little, little bit. Jeff, do you get any indication that, A, either they've, they've given up or are you worried that maybe it's going in one ear and not the other from the coaching staff to the players? I will agree on two out of three. I will agree on the special team okay. side of the ball, and I will agree on the defensive side of the ball. I think offensively, I think you have players like Njoku, Chubb, Cooper, who have performed. They understand it's a little bit of a tighter situation with Jacoby Brissett, but – um. And look, we kind of, this was my biggest thing when you said a guy like Deion Jones wasn't going to play this week, even though it had been a short week. Deion Jones was coming in here, part of a Super Bowl team, all of this stuff, and doesn't owe anybody to anybody. So you want to know what? If guys were dogging it or weren't going to, weren't doing what they needed to do, he would have stepped up, probably said something because you want to know what? I'm here trying to get to the next part of my career. Obviously, you guys need, need me. Otherwise, you wouldn't have brought me here. If you had Jacob Phillips, you would have never traded. And, you know, Cade York will give Cade his pass this week. He did his thing. Um, But you have no assemblance of what you're doing. And I don't want to hear that you signed a kick returner. He got hurt, and now he's out for the year. Plan B. You know, I mean, you're not a good team. You're not the Chiefs. What is plan B? And, yeah, it sucks when you've got to go to plan B here. Uh, in this part of your offense or your teams or your defense, adjust. It's the NFL. You make a bunch of money. It can't just be, oh, well, that happened. So now we're going to suck. It just can't be that way. And, and, and I'm going to step in on this one too, man. Listen, I, I, people talk about people talk about Jimmy Haslam a lot. And the artist that starts with the top, they talk about, yeah, they had the kids on the sideline. Kevin Stefanski don't need to worry about no damn kids. He need to worry about what he's doing on the football field. Let, let, let's stop the nonsense. And I always talk to people, well, he's firing people. Well, who you tell me in the last six times they fired somebody, 
who should they have kept? None of them. So let's be real here. Well, but he did hire all these bad coaches, though, G. Hey, hey, I, listen, Jim, I will tell you that. I, yeah. Would you rather, if you hire somebody, here's how I think. If, yeah. I, if I make a bad decision, do I want to compound it by letting that person stay here? No, I'm going to no. come to the clues and say yes. That's fine, but Jimmy, do, no. but Jimmy is a clown. I mean, he's a clown owner, and he deserves some blame, too. There's plenty of blame to go around. He's a clown. What, he's, what, a cri- he's a criminal, allegedly, and he's a clown. And, what, and I... Here's what I'm going to say. Here's what I'm going to say. When you are a coach and you are on the field, you are in control of your – So my thing is we can can sit here and everybody want to say, hey, let's kumbaya and keep everything intact. This team is so far regressed. And and, and by the way, if you look at what, what, what the team has done, you look at the pieces and parts around it, why do you think? Why do you think the national media laughs? They laugh at, at the Browns because they'll find a way to do something stupid, right? You know you got a special teams player, right? It's just like clockwork. You didn't get the onside kick, right? Oh, guys, we're out of bounds. Uh, uh, Donovan People Jones, you didn't know that you can just smack the ball out of bounds. You didn't know that. Didn't know that. Yeah. You got, it's it's all of these things, and then you drop yeah. the field. The, the guy drops the punt. The My fundamentals are poor. The fundamentals are poor. By the way, Donovan Peoples-Jones, besides that, deserves some credit. He actually had a good game, I thought. He made a great catch down the sideline. One of the few guys that played well. He did. Yeah. But if he played for the Patriots, Bill Belichick would have cussed him out at the same time. He would have he said, listen, you you idiot, why did you take the ball out of bounds? It, it, these, these penalties. And then to have the ball fall through your lap. And I'm like, who is this guy back here returning the punts anyway? Didn't you have Demetric Feltner, Dearness Johnson that was doing that for a long, Donovan Peoples-Jones, all those guys, all they did is caught the ball. All I need you to do is catch the rock. But the Browns can't do the simple stuff. Nothing. They're not good at anything. That's hard to say. No. <laughs> That's hard. Think, let that sink in. They're not that good at anything. But they there's run lots the ball. of things. One person, and you won't even give him the ball. Well, it's not just one person. The offensive line's a part of it, too. And Kareem Hunt's good at running the ball. He just doesn't get enough touches. Uh, but they're good at running the ball. i got to say that. Uh, but but uh, they're not good at anything else. So I agree with you there. They, they're, they're terrible against the run. They're terrible against the pass. The special team sucks. And the passing game sucks. So, Bull, let me ask you this, then. We are... Or Jeff, you go for Jeff, you go first if you want. If you're trying to hop in, Jeff. No, I'm just going by Adam's point and, like, what you're saying. So it's like... That's not good. That's not good. That's not good. That's not good. I mean, once you get to one hand, I think it kind of tells the tale, and that's why this team is two and four. And it certainly doesn't help. Who knows? You rush rush Clowney back. Maybe he would have been more beneficial this week. I mean, you just try to make push so many buttons to have things go in your favor week by week. And it just seems like, you know, I mean, you know, we've all been there. The tires just getting deeper and deeper in the mud. We got two super chats real quick. Big Kev says uh, Bill Callahan and Stump Mitchell are awesome position coaches. Keep them literally the only weakness is head coach, offensive play calling, and defensive play calling. And Sir Steve says we are one field goal away from being one and five. We had the discussion on the show this week, guys, about you know the Browns quarter season awards, and the consensus we came to is there is no consensus on this team. There's you can make a case that some guys have been good, some guys have been bad. So, boy, I want to start with you. We're six weeks in. They're one game out of first place, but they have not looked good. Where where are you on the panic meter for this team? Is it 
at a nine out of ten in the red, or is it kind of still in the orange? I mean, too crazy. The season. I, I want to say this. I mean, the, the, their chances of making the playoffs are almost nil. The only reason it's not nothing is because the division is staying with them, and and the Ravens Bengals aren't playing much better. The Browns do have a tougher schedule than the Ravens the Bengals the rest of the way. Uh, but the Browns still have an opportunity the next two weeks, as bad as it's been, as impossible as it seems for the Browns to turn around. There's no way anybody thinks right now the Browns are going to win their next two. There's no reason to believe that. Weird things happen, and if the Browns win their next two, they are in first place. That's a fact. They will be in first place if they win their next two games, and then we're looking at the season in a whole different way. Now, are any of us going to predict that? Of course not. Do we think that's going to happen? No. But if it does, it's a whole different season. If it doesn't, if they lose these next two, then the season's officially over, and then you then the whole season's about let's see, let's just get some Watson some some reps so he's ready to go for next year, maybe with another coach. G. Bush, where are you at the panic meter? To to me, <clears throat> to me, I had I had I had the I had the panic meter like years ago. Uh, when I when I saw what Joe Woods was doing, not in 2021, out in 2020, in the year that you were supposedly good, and you like Chad Henney rush for yards and ch- Chase McSorley, I knew it was going to be an uphill battle to even be a, a, a team that's going to be able to win because if you look at the teams that the Browns have to play against, go watch a master class in offense tonight with Josh, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. That's going on right now. Well, there we go. You guys surprisingly, you know, guys, it's only seven three Chiefs uh, uh, with eleven thirty one to go in the second quarter. I thought it would have been like twenty eight twenty eight, but already. If you, if you think if you think what they're doing right now is even remotely possible of being a contender, that's why I don't even. People say it's a day, it's a week to week league. No, nah, generally speaking, good teams they they play a style of football that either they can play bad or good or summer, but they have a style that they play. And you know what you're going to get from them uh, if you do certain things. The Browns, they don't have anything that they're doing and hanging their hat on. They don't. There's no consistency in the way they go about their business. And it's too many times that we were asking about coaching when you watch these other games. This The stuff we ask about the Browns never comes up with other teams. Never. Yeah. It just doesn't. It's By not- the way, we should be spending the majority of our show tomorrow talking about the Guardians, not the Browns, especially if the Guardians win tonight. Hey, if the Guardians win, I'm, I'm all, I'm all for it. I'm all. Listen, I, I'm. I, what is there to talk about? Browns, Browns matter right now. Guardians do. Well, I, I, I mean, we'll have a discussion later. Not, not, not here in the public mm-hmm. eye. Uh, Jeff, I think where we got to go. The, uh, the panic meter. It cannot be any higher. It can't. Um, because you've had every facet of this struggle at some point in time. Kay York has had his struggles. The defense, it's the passing game. All right, then it's the running game. Today they played better against the running game. It was the passing game, again, against a string quarterback. Uh, the running game, you abandoned it too early. Uh, you're, you know, What's the one thing we all agreed upon leading up to all of this? Don't put Jacoby Brissett in the position to win, win games. You ask your quarterback the ball more than 45 times. You're asking him to win the games. They just they can't get out of the way right now. They just they, they have no you know identity. They're not sure what they are, um, and it's kind of sad because I think we all know what the identity is. It's a team that can run the living daylights out of the football, and even today a game that was close early, 
Yeah, one thing we all had, had faith in early, maybe it wasn't there. And Nick Chubb picked it up a little bit, still 4.7 yards per carry. I think you're just grasping at straws, and they're just basically, you know, lifting tickets off the wall, you know, looking what it's in, giving it a shot. I think it's a really, really disappointing unit right now. I want to remind everybody, if you haven't already, you're missing out, make sure you hit that subscribe button here right now. Like the video, please. Hit the subscribe button. Ring the All bell. All the likes. Check out the bullpen with Adam the Bull. Check out Lockdown Browns with Jeff Lloyd and G. Bush. Subscribe to all those channels and ring the bell, including the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. We are a Monday through Friday show, 11 to 1, talking all things Cleveland sports. We got a super chat here from my boy Jay Boyer back again. A well-coached team is a well-coached team. We played one today. Looking forward to baseball game tonight. Go Cavs. And speaking uh, of which, speaking of which, hopefully we will be celebrating the Guardians finishing off the Yankees tonight. Uh, but either way, even if they don't finish them off tonight, we will be on me, G, and uh, an Earl tonight after the Yankees, yep. uh, after the Guardians, hopefully dispatch of the Yankees, we shall see. Uh, we don't want to do two losses today. Obviously, we won't crush the Guardians like we're crushing the Browns because the Guardians deserve some benefit <laughs> of the doubt. The Guardians have already far exceeded expectations as opposed yeah. to the Browns, who, as often is the case, have let us down. And you know here's who is my, here's also... My last- well, I want to say this before you go. You know who is really uh, exceeding expectations of people? We've been in here. Uh, we've been here for about an hour. We've been consistently over 1,700 people in here. And yeah, that yeah. just go. this thing is growing each week. This is crazy because, you know, the Browns have not given us a lot to celebrate. But you guys come in here every single week. You participate. You guys have super chats. So we want to congratulate you, and we want to thank you for supporting us because right now there's not a lot of places doing what we do, and it's, it's been a great outpouring. So we want to say thank you for that uh, and just salute, and we, we'll be back here later for the postgame show. Yeah, this has become kind of therapy for me and I think a lot of Browns fans is what this has turned into. Uh, this is my, my last point, and we'll rise, and then if anyone else has the final uh, word you want to get in, we can do it. But the way – this season has gone like the way it's gone, the ups and the downs, the wins and the losses, the demoralizing last second feats where you thought you had a game in your hand. It's been ripped out. It is an absolute roller coaster ride to have watched this Browns game through six weeks. And we have seen more ups and downs and tumultuous finishes than most teams seen a year. And we aren't even through really this the second quarter we're, we're, we're six weeks into an 18 game season we're or 18 week season we're 33 percent of the way through it is debilitating to be a brown to you guys who have done this for 25 30 40 45 50 50 plus years god bless you all you are superheroes they say superheroes aren't real they say superman's not real spider-man's not real browns fans y'all are superheroes for putting up with this week in and week out and i'm learning quickly as a new cleveland let me it's tough, man. It is tough. By the way, the Browns have not lost four in a row since 2019. Hopefully they can avoid that next week. Okay, let me jump in before we give it to G here. Um, Mike, as you're saying this for the guy who's now been here for years, I'm giving you the Homer Simpson gif. Come sit down, Mike. Like You're starting to get it. You truly are. But I am not going to spoil I am not going to spoil anybody's Browns fandom here for the rest of the evening. I'm going to close this the way I closed it with G yesterday when I joined him on a, on his radio show. Go guards. Beat those stinking Yankees. Yeah, that's right. 
I, I by the way, you, before you go real quick, I walked yeah. around. I got my first t- taste of uh, a downtown tailgate today. I saw G doing the radio ah, show this yeah. morning. Yeah, he had the big, he had the world's biggest. He acknowledged you. Did he even pretend that he knew you, or did he act like he's showing you all of it? But you didn't bring him up on stage. Hey, listen, he he stuck back. I seen him with the Guardians hat on. He was it looked like he was creeping on somebody. I said, McNuggets, what McNuggets with? I caught him. I caught, he didn't really say G Bush. I caught him. I'm like, oh, he must be plotting. I ain't no. I ain't know he was on. I, I pointed, I pointed to G Bush. He pointed. I seen yeah. him. I said, oh, I see. Oh, yeah, my glasses was huge. Here's the thing about being on tailgate. You actually do have to, and you guys don't know the ultimate Cleveland sports shows rock stars now. Y'all don't y'all oh, yeah. don't know it because we're not out in the public, but trust me, when we go out the first, I hear about all of y'all so many times, and they ask me, "Where's Jeff?" I, well, uh, Jeff's not; he doesn't work for the fan. <laughs> They're like, "Where's Pool?" <laughs> I'm like, "They don't. We just don't all pull up on different joints, right?" But they, those people, I hear all the time. They say, "Sheba, Sheba, Sheba, we love the show. We love." Listen, you got to have glasses on because if you yeah. look at them, they'll pull up. They'll just that's walk right. up. On, no, you can't do that. And that's because we're rolling right now. That's right. We can, and by the way, uh, as G said before, thanks to everybody that's checking us out and listening. It's about 5% of the, the people that are watching listening that are, are hardcore douchebags. But the other 95% are awesome people. But here's one of the douchebags. Mike says they're losing now because they traded Baker Mayfield. Can you imagine oh, being Lord. that dumb? Yeah, can you imagine being dumb, that dumb? Uh, you know, I can read all the stupid tweets. I don't at. I don't even need at, and I know exactly the guy that you were speaking of. <laughs> Mike Damone, maybe, or whatever his name is. You know, he, yeah, he, he I think know. everybody's kind of familiar with who that is. Well, yeah. Either way, G. Bush is right. I, I walk out in public now, and I'm a normal-sized white dude who looks like every other normal-sized white dude you've ever seen in your entire life. And people go, yo, you're McNuggets from the show, and there's no That's reason right. I should be recognized. So thank you to everyone who's watching. Tomorrow, 11 to 1, the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Tonight, after the Guardians beat the Yankees, G. Bush, Bull, and Earl of Pearl back on here. A real a real team, not like these clown Browns right now. And Let's tomorrow, go. Jeff and G. G, you do too much stuff, man, but Jeff and G will be on the Lockdown <laughs> Browns podcast with their right. version of some we recap. So we appreciate y'all tuning in. Hit that like button. Subscribe. It's our first postgame show that went an hour, and that felt like uh, – too long for this terrible team. Yeah, that felt like a lot it. for uh, this therapy yes. session. We will see you guys tomorrow. 35, too long. The two-minute warning post-game show on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. And I'm going to turn the mics off and play the video we have to play. We will see y'all on Monday. Later. Jay Crawford. Adam the Bull. Garrett Bush. And so many big names... It would take me hours to say all of their names.